When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Order! 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 Yes, order indeed. That time of the week where we uh, we talk to the judge, our official higher ground judge. Uh, well, we've appointed him that anyway. Uh, Greg McCallum, former NRL referee and uh, former head of the match review committee as well. Greg, thanks for joining us, mate. How you been? Chris, I've been wonderful. It's been a, a nice long weekend and looking forward to having a chat with you guys now. Beautiful and great to have you on. I do appreciate it. Uh, look, it, it appeared over the past couple of weeks that maybe maybe uh, the NRL had, had re- relaxed uh, the high tackle crackdown a little bit and found a bit of middle ground. But again, after round 14 matches, um, I think some of us are as confused as ever. Yeah, I think um, what the referees are, are finding at the moment is I think they're trying to um, ma- not manipulate, but to try and find a, a level that they can operate at that they feel comfortable with. But I don't know whether they're all on the same page, as we've said many times before, or that they're completely understanding uh, the desire and the drive from uh, the top of the game, the commission and Peter Volandis, to rid the game of these high tackles. Um, That's their section of it, of course. But the other section is that the players, um, some of them have got the message quite clearly, but other players I've watched in the last couple of days are still first contact and first aim is around the shoulders. So they're going to make contact with their head, aren't they, Chris? You know, if they Mm. continue to aim at the shoulders, that's where the contact will be. Mm. Well, we saw Mike Acevo uh, yesterday. Uh, He's facing suspension. Um, that was a clear, a clear swinging arm. So obviously the lessons, uh, maybe the message isn't sinking into some of them. Um, but again, I'm seeing some inconsistencies from uh, day to day, from game to game, from referee to referee. If we go back and look at that Roosters-Titans match, for example, Kevin Proctor, um, a high shot on Joey Manu. Now, he, I think he's facing a one or a two-week suspension. Mm. But he wasn't sin-binned, okay? He wasn't sin-binned. Um, then you've got another match, which I called the Raiders and Broncos game. And Kobe Hetherington, okay, uh, a shoulder, a high shot to the head of uh, Corey Hurrawira Naira. And uh, he was sent off, sent from the field, yet he's not facing any suspension, just a fine. That would say to me that it's an admission from the NRL that, that he should not have been sent off. Yeah, and I think this... Trace it back to um, Origin uh, last week where um, Kyle felt, in my view, should have been sent to the sin bin, but wasn't. Um, And then you've got the incident yesterday, which I thought was the worst of the lot, but, and I'll explain why I think the issue is happening. Ben Maske, um, his high tackle on a kicker on um, Fogarty. Yes. and to me, that's a send-off in any regime or any 
circumstance where you leave the ground late on a kicker and hit him with your elbow. And where I think the problem is at the moment, I think there is a, a feeling amongst the referees that force is playing a major part. And because there was only minimal force in the elbow making contact with the head, I don't think they ruled correctly on that one. Whereas the one where Hetherington was sent from the field, there was a significant force in that, mm. even though there were elements of the, the um, contact which wouldn't normally lead to a send-off. So I think there is this feeling at the moment that the bunker, the referees, are making judgments more on the force that takes place rather than the incident itself. Well, yeah, and it's a tricky one, and, and I think that sparked Trent Robinson's um, uh, comments he made in the press conference after his team uh, got out of jail against against the Titans. And he's saying that, you know, the referees... And, and this leads to another another issue with this high-tackle high crackdown. It's two-pronged. It's causing inconsistency, and some uh, obviously we've just spoken about that. But then it moves on to this milking, or, or players trying to play for a penalty and, and staying down. Now, Joey Manu didn't stay down. To his credit, he got up. And the referee is saying that, that Proctor wasn't sin-bin because Manu didn't appear injured, and he got straight to his feet. And I think Trent Robinson had took issue with that, saying, look, is that the message that you're trying to send players? Do you want them to stay down or not? So, so now we've got this milking issue, and I saw some comments from you today in the paper and also by Cooper Cronk suggesting that any players maybe that uh, appear to be milking uh, be placed on report. That's something you, you feel quite strongly about. Absolutely. I, I feel strongly about it, Chris, because the, the game... For, for the last four weeks since Magic Round has been under pressure to um, rid the game of high contact. That's a significant action by them. Nothing is worse than that activity taking place or that project being undertaken uh, for the health and safety of the games and the players themselves are turning it into a bit of a farce by grabbing their head, grabbing their neck. Four weeks ago, they didn't do that but they're doing it all the time now. So you've got to consider that that's part of the tactic to draw the attention of the match official or the bunker, um, and the bunker's playing a bigger part than ever in picking these incidents up. And I don't think it's a good thing. And I agree with um, Graham Annesley's comments um, as well. But look, referees aren't doctors, but I'm not suggesting the referee sit in the player. I'm suggesting he puts it on report, draws attention of the match review committee, and there are rules in the game, putting the game into disrepute, which the player can be charged with. And I, I think the moment you put someone on report, that'll finish it. There won't be any more of that going on. There are a number of incidents again in today's game, Dragons and Bulldogs. You know, if, if you, it's, a, it's a real blight on the game. I know we had the sort of gentleman's mm. agreement in origin, but I'd love that to extend to the NRL games as well. My, my only issue, you, uh, you want to put them on report... Um, how do you prove? How do you prove what sort of symptoms they were feeling? Well, you observation would be one good thing. The the guy that uh, Dury, I think it was today, complaining that he was hit high. Two tackles later, he took the ball up with great gusto. Mm. So I would suggest that he probably wasn't hurt. Mm. Yet, um, sure, he was hit high, but he wasn't hurt, I don't think. Um, the match review committee can do all sorts of things in, in coming up with a charge or investigating. They could seek medical records. They could get um, expert opinion. We've got to do something because 
one of the worst things in the game of rugby league, that, and, and it's the thing that separates it from other sports, and I won't name the sports, but the feigning of injury is something that is so foreign to rugby league. And unfortunately at the moment, what's happening in the game is starting to produce those sort of reactions by players on the field. It's most unprofessional. Yeah, we want to get rid of it. I want to stamp it right out. I hate, hate, hate it. I really do. With a capital H. Well, I heard Paul Gallen, and he, he's he been suggesting for a while, what about if anyone goes down, uh, you know, suggesting that they've been uh, hit high and they go down, whether they're feigning or, or trying to milk or not, immediately they must be sent off for a HIA. What do you think about that, that one? Well, well, if it keeps going the way it's going, I'd support that because I think um, we can't allow... Um, the referees be put under more pressure than they're under anyway um, in having to be um, quickly make medical assessments. If a player is down and appears hurt, well, sure, take him off. I, I hope we don't need to get to that, but it, it's uh, something that we could consider in the future because, again, it's the look that does as much damage to the game as anything else that happens. We saw uh, Josh Jackson sent to the bin today, uh, repeated infringements. Oh. <laughs> um, referee uh, Jared Sutton, yes. Was it Jared? Yes, it was. Yeah, it was Jared Sutton, yeah. I, I, I don't know about that, Chris. I, I'm conf- confused. Um, there was a bit of a running battle between the referee and the St George players for repeated infringements, and I think he'd signal a number of um, repeated sets of six down the end of the field, and then it came down to the... Uh, other end of the field, and um, all of a sudden, Josh Jackson, who rushes up um, normally would be a penalty kick, gets sent to the sim bin. I, I don't know whether something has happened there in the thought processes, but it was a very unusual decision to see him sent to the sim bin without warnings, um, other than the fact that the referee probably indicated that he was offside. But that's not a professional foul either. So, again, I, I just feel a bit confused by how that happened. As Josh Jackson did, by the same token. Well, if you're confused... confused. If you're confused, you can understand why Josh might be confused and uh, everyone a bit confused on that one. Uh, uh, Gerard, though, he he refereed Origin 1. How do you think he went there? I thought he refereed well. I thought it was... And I thought the players did the right thing, too. Apart from those two incidents, um, although I'll speak at the end of this little segment uh, about one player I'm really concerned about... Um, the players did the right thing. You know, I think the players um, went into tackle. Look, the game probably fell away a little bit. There wasn't that repeated uh, intensity that you get in sets of tackles uh, because New South Wales got on top. But the one thing that concerns me is the behaviour of Cameron Munster. I was just going to ask you, um, that player, would his initials be CM? And you've just confirmed that they are. Yeah, well, yeah, and I'm, I'm happy to talk about it because I, I, I see, again, um, a player of great ability who doesn't really have a, a PR bone in his body because all he's doing is turning people against him. And and what happens is that he, his ability on the field will, will get eroded by the behaviour that he exhibits, you know. On three occasions now, once in the grand final and twice in the last, what, four or five days, he's lashed out with his foot. Um, copped a fine on both occasions. I, I would have thought, I would have whacked him with a higher grade. Um, because repeated infringements is part of the, the code punishment. Um, I think he's very, very lucky boy not to have been charged and, and 
facing a suspension. Well, his coach, even his coach Craig Bellamy, is, is suggesting he needs to rein it in. He needs to get it out of his game because I agree with you, Cameron Munster. He's a he's an enormous talent, and we love the way he plays. But you're right, um, some of his antics there are, are taking the gloss mm. off what what we should be yeah. talking about. Yeah, and he's the one player, Chris, that could turn things around for Queensland. Let's hope he, not. He's the one player. He's a real footballer. That's right. But he's a real footballer. But why do why carry on this way? It's it's almost like petulance that you know he doesn't like to be tackled and he, he wants to show that he's in charge of the situation. But kicking and lashing out with your feet has never been part of rugby league. No, it seems to get to him when he's under a bit of pressure. That's his go-to yeah. card. All right, look, don't worry about those Queenslanders, Greg. Let them worry about their own problems. All right, we'll just we'll just we'll just do what we can to keep on winning. Thanks for joining us, champ. I appreciate that, and we'll do it again next week if that's okay. My pleasure. Always always good to talk to you. Great stuff. There is Greg McCallum, and uh, now listen. If you happen to be getting married, Greg McCallum these days is a marriage celebrant. Just Google that, Greg McCallum, marriage celebrant, and he might be waiting down the end of the aisle and uh, well give you away or, or make your nuptials become formal. Greg McCallum is uh, the judge here on Higher Ground, but in his spare time, he's uh, getting people married. You're listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren.